the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through the Word, without whom not one thing came into being. What has come into being in the Word was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. And the Word became flesh and lived among us. We have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He ranks after me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses, Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made God known. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. To you gathered in this holy space this morning, to you gathered at home online, grace and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It just moved in quickly. That's how people described the wind and the fires in Boulder County this past week, just miles from where my parents live. You couldn't see it, but oh, how the force. I remember the eerie angel of death scene from the movie, The Prince of Egypt, the story of Moses. How do you portray the angel of death moving in and permeating among the people? If you watch that scene, it looks like moving beams of light or wind or fire or smoke. Now, due to climate change and due to the pandemic, more and more people are moving these days, establishing residence. But what is truly moving in among us these days? A pathogen, a virus, moving through the world, surging through our neighborhoods, proceeding here and there and everywhere, it seems though you can't see it. But what else has moved in among us? Fear and loss and impatience and exhaustion and mistrust of others. And in some places, a kind of authoritarianism. Our houses and our church may be decorated with Christmas lights, but we wonder who and what is living inside them. What is taking up residence among us? The word became flesh. The theological meaning of Christmas. We've got that down. 
those of us who've been attending church for years and years, God with us is now residing. We just sang. The word became flesh and lived among us, dwelled among us. It could be translated, took up residence among us. One popular paraphrase says the word literally moved into the neighborhood. Or even more literally, the word tabernacled among us. Now remember that Moses, that God told Moses to build a sanctuary, a tabernacle, a, well, a portable God box, if you will, where divine glory would dwell. For Christians, God, for Christians, Jesus is God tabernacling among us in human flesh. Divinity has moved in. But look who else moved in this morning. Sophia, a mysterious figure in the Old Testament and apocryphal books, our first reading and our psalm reflecting Sophia, the divine personification of wisdom. Yes, in our scriptures, complete with feminine pronouns for God. Lady wisdom, she is sometimes called. But you know what? The things said about Sophia in the Jewish tradition, that she was with God before creation, and that she made her dwelling among the people that she moved in, that she resides with humankind, these things were also said of the Christ, the Logos, the Word. So Sophia says, I came from the mouth of the Most High and covered permeated the earth like mist. I took root in an honored people in the portion of the Lord. It is not lost on scholars that the word incarnate is also Sophia incarnate. Awesome to think about. Well, there are movers and there are shakers in little fires everywhere. And I recommend both the award-winning novel by Celeste Ng and the Netflix series of the same name. In Little Fires Everywhere, Mia Warren and her daughter Pearl are nomadic, moving from place to place. Mia is an enigmatic artist with a mysterious past, and Mia and her daughter Pearl move to Shaker Heights, a placid suburb of Cleveland that thrives on structure, family, and rules. Everything must be perfect there so that the residents of Shaker Heights can live successful lives. A big house, a steady job, plenty of money, beautiful children who are popular and, and successful in academics and athletics. The problem is things aren't perfect. All the main characters are carrying secrets, other burdens. There are little fires everywhere. So I wonder, on this ninth day of Christmas, what does the incarnation, God residing among us in Jesus, have to do with our very ordinary broken, weird, yet wonderful lives. 
Now, as one hymn puts it, in the birth of Christ, a barn harbors heaven, a stall becomes a shrine. Or as many a sermon will tell you, even a smelly barn shines with divinity. But I wonder, tacky outdoor creche decorations notwithstanding, with with Santa standing nearby the manger, is that the only stable that lights up the night sky? Is the Christ child the only child in whom the word is made flesh? If God resides with humankind in this holy one, what about the billions of years of life before the incarnation? And what of the 2,000 years since? And what of the countless human beings that are not Christian? Does God not reside with them as well? In this mysterious passage from John 1, clearly the writer proclaims that the word was with God from the very beginning. The Greek concept is logos. Spiritual writer Richard Rohr suggests maybe maybe a more accessible way of thinking about it. In the beginning was the blueprint, and the blueprint was with God, and the blueprint was God. Divine DNA, we might say. Divine purpose, divine plan, divine reality, the word, Sophia, the logos, there from the beginning, revealed in creation, revealed in nature, revealed in all people, or could we say revealed in all religions? Sometimes this is called deep incarnation the divine reality most fully known in Jesus the Christ, but also residing in you and me and everyone. And as Borg also writes, this divine blueprint, if you will, is especially revealed in love and in suffering. How can this inform us as a pathogen permeates our world and our vulnerable human flesh. Try this on. Divine self-emptying, revealed wherever there is love, revealed wherever there is suffering. This divine residency changes everything. As poet Gerard Manley Hopkins writes, in a flash, At a trumpet crash, I am all at once what Christ is, since he was what I am. Our orthodox siblings call it divinization. We partake in the divine nature. The incarnation is about us. As St. Athanasius wrote centuries ago, the Son of God became human that we might become divine. God with us now residing. God has moved into your neighborhood, your house, your body. Divine energy permeates the universe and the earth we call home. No wonder poets call the incarnation the marriage of heaven and earth. Dear friends, let this move you this Christmas. Let this move you this new year. Let this move year move you as we enter the third year of the pandemic. 
a barn harbors heaven. Straw becomes gold and shines indeed, but your dwelling is also holy. Those of you at home right now, your house, your condo, your apartment, your body shines too. And all the diverse bodies on this body we call Mother Earth, the trees, the stars shine, all things bright and beautiful. The word dwells in you, resides in you, in this church, in your home, in the world, in the cosmos. Let this move you in times of love and gratitude. Let this move you in those times of tears and loss and sadness. Let this move you when you face doubt and despair. Let this move you in times of fear and exasperation, even in this time of pandemic, to play with it dif differently. We will not be moved. Behold Christ, the Word of God. Behold Sophia. Behold divine love permeating you, enfolding you, nourishing you, surrounding you, surging here, there, and everywhere residing with and in and around you evermore and evermore. Amen.